This is a HeadGum Podcast. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows VR training platforms like ForgeFX help students master their skills. There's a big learning curve with welding. Virtual reality simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. all you nasty freaks. Welcome back to Root Tales of Magic. You're not a cop, are you? You have to tell me if you're a cop. Welcome back to Rude Tales of Magic, the only podcast that gives you cirrhosis of the liver. Our <laughs> heroes have breached the soaking valley, excuse me, soaking mother's defenses and journeyed into the belly of the beast to right the wrongs they inadvertently caused to defend the defenseless and to avoid having to go all the way around the soaking mother which would have been a deadly journey by the way it's not gonna come <laughs> up but i put an immortal crazy guy with a sword in the woods for them if they went around and that would have been a real pain in the ass <laughs> to deal with his name bosephus poop at this very <laughs> At this very moment, he's fucking a tree and screaming. But our camera has no interest in him and instead joins our heroes in Scrum South, the literal underground headquarters of the figurative underground resistance. We politely sneak up on them as they go over their plan to convert the giant psychic heart known as Mother to Christianity. Okay, so you're saying that the tunnels are changing? Every moment, they're always changing. They're alive. You see, Mother, the giant heart, she's alive and she changes the town. She's made this town into herself, you see. God, how... Okay, that's a lot. It's a lot. It's a lot. It's a hellish existence for us. By the way, I'm Scrum Fabulous for listeners just joining us in this episode. <laughs> Go back and start from the beginning. But certainly once we get all the Bibles, then a path will be open towards us because the Bible creates a path upon which we walk. Is this correct, everyone? <laughs> I thought we were just getting the Bibles to feed to Mother. I didn't realize they were going to indicate the path. Is, are they indicating the path? That's what I assumed. Well, no, I think now my understanding, is you, as you people have laid out before me, is that you are, you're going to be collecting all the Bibles from the Bible, the, the, the book depository, the Soka Valley book depository. You're going to go in there. You're going to be getting the Bibles. You're going to be grabbing them. You're going to be collecting them in some way. You're going to be putting them inside of Mother. And the, the, incontru the incontrovertible, the proof, the truth of the words in the Bible themselves will instantly convert her. She'll have no option. You know, that's the way the Bible works. If you read the Bible, you immediately you become a Christian. You have no option. You have no say in the matter. The words are so compelling. It, it takes away all sense of free will. That's the way the Bible works. The Bible must be convincing. Otherwise, why would it work so well? <laughs> I'm afraid to read one. I won't do it. I'm not scared of anything. So I'll read the Bible. I'm not, I, 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 you know, I'll read the Bible before you all do. If you're all, if you're all scared, I'll take one for the team and read the Bible uh, that will clear the path to Mother for us. But Stefry, you love to sin so much. <laughs> That's why I know it's not going to bother me. I'll, once I learn, once I learn the secrets of, uh, of virtue, it'll make the sinning so much greater. Also, I'm fun. I'm sort of in a post-religious place right now. Scrum, you wouldn't know this, but sort of after we parted ways, I, I found a new faith, and then it sort of turned its back on me. It's a whole thing. Good God, man. And I read a book already. It's called Charlotte's Web, so I'm just going to cut my losses there. I feel like if Stir Fry's going to read it, I think that's going to be good for the group. 
Guys, we don't even need to read the Bible. We just need to follow the paths that smell good. Those are the ones that take us to Mother. Right. Have we have we considered sending her to another heaven? Like, what about like converting her to Natura? Oh gosh, what if? But I might go there. Yeah, that's that's true, Albie. <laughs> I don't wanna. You're right. Yes, we don't want to send Mother to a heaven that any of us could go to. So naturally, the option is Christian heaven. Hmm. Exactly. And she gives Bello a little kiss on the cheek. Uh, there's polite applause from the, the room. They love the idea of love. They've always been rooting for you two. Uh, <laughs> even when they first met you guys uh, months ago, they were like, there's something there. And everyone's so relieved. They knew it before we did. Well, Bello knew. They certainly, Bello knew. <laughs> ah, yes, love wins. Well then, what do we say we go Bible hunting? Here, here. Here, here, ah, here, 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 I see. Cheers erupt from the from Scrum South as everyone cheers for you. Uh, toasts are toasted, beers are drank. Oh, the the mood is sanguine. Uh, Albie is going to reach into a pile on the table and grab a blue cap that gives the impression of one of the blue mounds on the mother zombies' heads. Yes, uh, there are. There's a there's a, a big pile of blue caps. Uh, so in the negative space between the last episode and this, uh, you guys were. It was explained to you that they have been making uh, blue caps to fool um, mother zombies, as, so they can walk above ground. It doesn't work perfectly, as you know. There is a psychic link between mother and her thralls, but at a glance, no one is any the wiser. Nobody is looking out for that. If they see someone with a blue cap. Uh, it works pretty well until they investigate. So it's the safest way to go out with those blue caps. You have a pile of them. Each of you put on your blue caps. They fit fine. Cordelia attacks Albie and gives her a ah! nuggie on the top of the, the blue cap. What are you doing? I'm <laughs> just testing it out. <laughs> As you guys are all putting your caps on stir fry, Scrum, you feel Scrum's large webbed hand on your shoulder and he draws you in close. He says, remember our arrangement, bird. Yes, 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 yes. I've just got things to do in my time, but as long as you go to, as, you, as long as you can agree to your end of the deal, eventually I'll get it done. Right, eventually. I don't need it done eventually. I need it done soon. While you are handling mother, which thank you very much, by the way, I'm handling things at home. And if perchance an accident were to befall stale Pepsi, the oldest Pepsi brother, that would be unfortunate, but... No one would get in trouble, would they? That's right. No one would get in trouble at all. In fact, the, the event like that might clear out Scrum North for whomever might want to move in. Yes. I can tell you're a fellow property owner. <laughs> you're damn right. But me? I don't take turns. I like to spread out. I like I to keep care. a lot of space. I, like I, to... I don't care how you keep the how you keep your room and board. Just I... go kill him. That's our arrangement. Understood. Uh, Stirfry, uh, Stirfry grabs a blue hat and puts it on backwards. They are they are brimmed, which was a, probably a, a mistake. <laughs> they shouldn't have brims, but they do. You put it on backwards. Adjustable snapbacks. <laughs> yeah. Albie uh, grabs a, a an empty sack for the Bibles, mm-hmm. hoists it over her shoulder, and she's waiting at the mouth of one of the tunnels for her friends. Okay, yeah, you go to the exit of Scrum South. Um, 
uh, which leads out into the tunnel system. Remember, this tunnel system is always changing, always shifting. This is why no guide can be provided for you. All you know is the better the tunnel smells, the closer you are to Mother. Mm -hmm. You say your goodbyes to Scrum South. Goodbye, everyone! Goodbye, I love you! Ah, yes, goodbye. Good luck to you all. Farewell. Goodbye, Senator. Now that's what I call a, a handsome-looking uh, strike force. I, I, I wish you all the, the very best on your, your endeavor. Because if you fall, then certainly we all are doomed. And I do not want that to be the case. As has befallen my brothers, Pipsy uh, Pepsi and Strong Pepsi. Keep in mind, Pipsy Pepsi and okay, Strong bye, Pepsi. They, goodbye. They, they, okay, goodbye. Okay. I care about goodbye. the people. Goodbye. Hey, is this going to be the kind of thing where we leave the room and as soon as we do, you all turn to each other and say like, oh, they're doomed. No, absolutely not. We would never do such a callous thing as that. We are good-hearted people. We are an underground resistance. We have each other's backs. Oh, great. And Bello tips his mother cap to them and leaves. They all nod. The door closes behind you. And as soon as it does, as if on cue, they all turn to each other. And in one voice, they, they toast as they say, They yeah, are certainly do. <laughs> uh, you hear no. it clearly. You hear it clearly from the other side of the door. But now you're in the tunnels. Uh, Albie is walking next to Bello, and uh, she turns to him and says, By the way, did Senator talk to you about condoms? Um, huh. No, not not ringing any bells. Really? Because he talked to me about it a lot. Um, huh. How close is everyone else? How close are we? We need to know. I need to know this. That's up to you. That's not up to me. Behind them, Mr. Fry uh, uh, whispers into Cordelia's ear, I think they're immoral. <laughs> are, you, are you talking about... Are you talking about Albie and Bello? Or are you talking about condoms? I'm talking about condoms. Dude, what are you... Disgusting! And she knocks him down to the ground. <laughs> ah, ah! Ow! Ooh, sorry. Hey, you know who didn't use them? Uh, your parents. <laughs> okay, you have geez, so many Bello. siblings. You have Bello. so many siblings. Yikes! You're a big family. I know. I know. Gosh, I'm really, <laughs> really sorry. I brought it up. No, okay. no, 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 Albie. It's cool. We should all be able to talk about pleasure and how we modify how we get our pleasure. Yeah, let's talk about modifying pleasure, everyone. Um, Albie, uh, kind of like just casts a glance towards Stir Fry and then turns around and keeps walking. And as you do, Albie, you, you come to a fork in the tunnel system. She sniffs the air. Make a perception roll. 16. 16. Albie, the path to the left smells fine. <laughs> Not great, but fine. It's like a car with a new car scent air freshener in there. It's not the same as a new car, but it's not bad. Okay. It's not bad at all. The other one, it smells like shit coming out of a corpse made of shit. Albia <laughs> uh, kind of like squeezes her nose shut and uh, motions to her friends to follow her into the left tunnel. Mm -hmm. Okay, go. You're getting closer to mother. And as, uh, as you do, you move through uh, the tunnel system. You make a few more decisions like this. Mm -hmm. You come up with a, you know, there's a three-way break, there's a, a, a Y break, a T break, and each time you're going toward down the tunnel that smells more and more like mother. 
As LB is navigating through these tunnels, she's looking at the map that she got from Scrum South and she's trying to trace where the book depository is above them. Um, so it's difficult because as I said, remember these tunnels do move and change, um, but you have been keeping track of where you've taken lefts, where you've taken rights. You have a vague idea. Uh, you're probably right now within about a hundred yards of the book depository. However, you are beneath. Okay. She's starting to scan a little more seriously along the like top surface of the tunnels. She's looking mm -hmm. for like little valves or um, or like capillaries or tiny little offshoots that they make, they can maybe travel through to, to start making their way up. Yeah, so I, I mean, you don't even need to roll for this because these tunnels originally were sewers. Okay. And the thing about sewers is they've got to connect to something. Otherwise, <laughs> you just are digging. <laughs> You're just digging to dig. Um, and He's so you are able to pretty easily, I'm going to have you make a perception roll with advantage. 17. Yep, it's going to be a 17. <laughs> Got to take that 17. Got it. Uh, so you get a 17. Um, you are able to uh, you are able to see a, uh, a sewer grate up above. Uh, the tunnels are it's about 10 feet tall. Okay. These tunnels. So it, uh, right up above you, there is a, uh, a like a manhole cover for a sewer. Amazing. So Albie is going to uh, she's going to motion to Cord. Yeah. What's up? Can you give me an alley oop? Uh, yeah, Cord, she interlinks all her fingers and places them down near the floor so that Albie can step a hoof upon them. And they've done it a million times before. This is a million and one, and she's gonna get right in there. Cordelia launches her. Up you go, you're launched upwards towards a closed uh, uh, manhole <laughs> cover. <laughs> uh, you're just shot up directly at it. Alba, you gotta act fast. What are you gonna do? She's gonna try and like manipulate her body so that she can tuck and spin, and she's gonna basically try to hit this thing like a bowling ball. Yeah, make an athletics roll. <laughs> bowling is a sport, the most noble kind. <laughs> Ugh, okay, um, it's gonna be an eight. An eight. You just hit the manhole cover and down you fall. Next time, you might want to come up with a plan rather than just throwing yourself at steel. Oh, no. Oh. oh. Wait, can I roll to, roll to catch? You, you just catch her. She's falling down. It's okay. Okay, great, because I got a 16. Oh, then you really catch her. Hey. Albie, it feels terrible on your head, but it feels great on your butt as you land in uh, Cordelia's uh, competent arms. <laughs> Oh, thanks. Oh boy, that is. Was it locked? It is. I don't. I think it's just, it locked. I think it's just closed. Oh. Okay. Cordelia sets her down. Uh, I, I I know what I'm gonna do this time. I can I can do it. I can do it. She's like shaking her. She's like sort of um. She's sort of like hopping back and forth from foot to foot and shaking her. Yeah, hands LB, off. you're dizzy. You're seeing double. Uh, there's little tiny. Little tiny bellows circling around your head. <laughs> oh my gosh. Albie, can I try and bellow wild shapes into a bowl? Oh shit. Okay. Cordelia links her fingers and like dips her hands down ready to uh, get one of <laughs> Bellow's hooves in her hand to launch him. Cord, let me, let me try on my own. Okay. And instead of, instead of trampling his friend, Bella was just going to use his strong bull legs to charge and try and leap up and hit it. Okay. Uh, you're a bull. That's a 10-foot yeah. leap. That's, like, pretty impressive if you can do that. Make an athletics roll. 
It's gonna be a tough DC. This guy's never seen a bull jump. <laughs> I mean, but you know what? You know what, Joe? Fair, no, wait, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold yeah. on. Joe Lapore. Yes. You make a charisma roll because you got me. You got me dead to rights. <laughs> I don't know how high a bull can jump. And I know fans are going to be like, oh, I thought everyone knew how high. No, you fucking didn't. I don't know how high a bull can jump. That means nobody on earth but Joe knows. So, Joe, you make a charisma roll. And if you get high enough, then you can jump however. Branson, with Joe's charisma modifier, which is a plus two. <laughs> I think that's fair. I rolled a 19. You rolled a 19? Yeah. Okay. You can jump 20 feet. <laughs> Shit. Finally, we finally broken reality for me. We we cut to the plains of Cordelia where we see majestic herds of bulls leaping through the air. <laughs> they all they like break their necks as they land because they're getting so high up in the air. And their legs, their little legs. It's big bodies on little legs. That's okay. Cordelia's first airplane, the, the bottom of it is just a, it's just covered in scratches and scars from bulls. But daddy, I'll never jump that high. I'm not a real bull. I'll never jump a 10 feet in the air. I must be a loser. Quiet, kid. You're a muscular horse, okay? But nobody needs to know that. As far as anyone's concerned, you're a bull. Nobody needs to know that I stole a muscular horse because I couldn't bear children. This is our <laughs> secret. You don't think it's that I'm just an ugly bull and when I get a little bit older, I'll actually be gorgeous? Like a if duck. you want to do the ugly duckling, we can do the ugly duckling, but that is really negating the riff I was trying to make. I thought I was playing with the riff. <laughs> oh, that was the riff? Okay, we cut back. <laughs> and Bello is leaping, leaping, 10 whole feet. Yeah, easy. You make that easy. Uh, make an attack roll on the manhole cover. That's a 14. It flies off into the air, uh, killing uh, a, a moon. A really small and close moon is killed by the manhole cover. Real, I mean, we're talking a really small close moon. It's really it's small, like absolutely, really close. Yeah, it's hit out of the sky. Bello, you fall back down to the ground. The manhole cover has been thrown up into the air. Bello wild shapes back to his tiefling form. Uh, Cord, I think I could use that boost now. Up at the street level. You see, if you happen to be there, which you do, we moved the camera there, you see as Bello rises up almost mechanically, smoothly, cleanly out of the manhole. But you, you yourself, the viewer, you are one of Mother's thralls right now. Just go with me. You're one of Mother's thralls. You're thinking, what's this guy doing here? What's going on? But then you see his head. He has this blue cap on his head. You look away. Nothing to worry about there. Nothing worth investigating. Yeah, Bello, after he rises up cleanly, he sort of hops out of the manhole cover, sort of like with a Gene Kelly-esque panache. And then he remembers, uh, and he starts, like, walking around a little robotically. Yes, yes. Uh, um, actually, Bello, make a deception roll for me. <laughs> okay. So, with my deception modifier, Branson, that is going to be a six. A six? You try to walk around robotically, and it doesn't work, Bello. You look too good doing it. You're actually doing sort of like a pop and lock, like, robot kind of thing, and you have attracted a, a trace amount of attention. Several from down the street, several people with glowing uh, orbs on their heads, they've begun walking towards you very slowly, but determinedly. Bello watches them coming towards him, and and his eyes grow wide for a moment, and then he stops moving altogether and says, Oh good, the Charlie horse is gone. Make another deception roll with advantage. That's Ooh, good with bluff. advantage. Good bluff, good bluff. Uh, with advantage, it's a 17. 
A 17? Okay, yeah. good lie, good lie. They nod and they say, Charlie horses are bad. And they turn and they walk away. <sighs> but your comrades are down in the hole. What are you going to do, Bello? How are you going to get them out? Bello? <laughs> Bello is going to sort of like sidle back to the manhole cover and then he's going to squat just so his tail is poking down through the manhole. Nice. nice. Like the naughtiest possible way to do that. Bello, I have a rope! Oh, he can't yeah, hear you now. No, he put his tail down. <laughs> the DM jumps in and says he can't hear you. The tail is functioning as the rope here. And the tip of, of Bello's tail, which which let's remember, I'm I I reference tastefully, but is prehensile. It sort of it sort of gives a come hither curl. <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> well, that's all I needed. And De Bonesby jumps for that tail. Ooh. Yeah, up you go. De Bonesby's up, and one by one, Bello, you pull all of your comrades up out of the tunnel. Um, and any any especially perverted fan artists, um, go nuts. <laughs> go nuts. You know, the, 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 the door's open. Run through it. See what happens. <laughs> but you're all out. You're all out, and you are on the street, and you can see just down the block is the Soaking Valley Book Depository, except the word valley has been crossed out in blue ink, and in glowing blue ink, it's written Soaking Mother Book Depository. Albie is going to start slowly but um, firmly walk towards the depository. Yes, uh, and you all you all follow LB's lead as you just you walk deliberately towards the book depository. But as you do, you can't help but notice that there are eyes on you. You have attracted attention. Nobody's walking towards you, but people have frozen in place and they are looking at you as you walk towards the book depository. Albie freezes in place and looks back at them. They look at you. She starts to break into a sweat. They don't. She's going to start slowly moving towards the depository again. Okay, great. You keep moving towards the depository. Nobody's moving, but they are... Uh, everyone within about 30 feet from you, they've frozen in place, and their eyes are following you. Yeah, LB is kind of maintaining eye contact with the group as she's making her way over to the depository. Yeah, you get the door open. Uh, you know, it's unlocked. It's open cleanly, but there are no lights. It's completely dark inside of the uh, of this book depository. Here's the thing, though, about you guys. <laughs> you motherfuckers, you can see just fine in there, but there are no lights on. You should know for context there's no lights on in this place. Sure. Part of the rich world. <laughs> so, okay. So, Albie, she starts scanning for, like, signs that say religion or just, like, piles of Bibles. Sure, yeah, make a perception roll. Okay. Nine. Nine? This place is a mess. This is completely, it's not, it's completely disorganized. It looks like uh, the last time anybody was in here was when, um, when uh, actually John F. Kennedy came through the Soaking Valley and he was assassinated <laughs> from the top of this place. And that's the last time anyone was here and nobody's been in since. Been a while. So Stir Fry sees Albie sort of looking uh, um, frantically uh, in the religion section. Stir Fry turns his eyes to the nonfiction section. <laughs> so Stir Fry, there is no sections here. As I said, it's just a com it's completely a disorganized mess. There's just piles of books everywhere. It's a good impulse, but it doesn't work because there are no there's no nothing. Can you still make a perception roll though for me to try to find a nonfiction book? I want to help you out here. Oh, that's a twenty one. A 21? Yeah, yeah. Stir fry, you are able to very, uh, 
very expertly using your roguelike sense, you're able to look around and you see that although there are no sections, the books are in piles. And the piles, some of those piles, you can tell, you can sort of tell from the, the spines of these books that there, there seem to be themes to some of the piles. And you find your way over to a large pile that seems to all be non-fictional. The, uh, the, the birth and death of Lovey Frank. Um, no, not that. Um, hey, Sturf. Uh, hey, Sturf, are you in the nonfiction section? I'm at the nonfiction pile. You gotta listen better, pal. Um, <laughs> all right, all right. Uh, uh, history of grass. <gasps> the Bible. Old and New Testaments. King James edition. I, 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 everyone, I, I believe I found the Bible. King James. <laughs> yeah, good. Um, yeah. Cordelia is in the women's fiction section. Okay. And she's. <laughs> oh no! I'm sorry. I thought that was going to be a riff going so it just. <laughs> no, she's. In case anyone was curious, there. that's what Cordelia I... is. Is there a Bible for women over there? <laughs> yeah, it's called the Red Tent. <laughs> good, Allie. Good. A really good literary joke from like 20 years ago. Wow. Yeah. So she pulls out the Red Tent, and that's what she has. Okay, great. You get the red tent. Yeah. Uh, Sir Frey, what are you doing over by your by your pile? So I've pulled the Bible out between the stack of books, uh, but I've also put on top of the Bible uh, a book called Outliers. <laughs> <laughs> great. Um, you fucking nerds. I knew this was going to happen when we went to the bookstore. Uh, Bello finds himself near the health pile, and he sees a book called The Case for Condoms, and he sort of like looks around the room. <laughs> to see if nobody's looking and he picks it up. Albie's he, looking. He he flips it over and he looks at the back to sort of like read the summary. You know, yeah, there, the it's synopsis. like praise for the case for condoms. Yeah. Yeah, and it's like, a, I'm sick of having kids. <laughs> Branson, can the book make a persuasion roll on Bello? <laughs> yeah. Bello, the book got an 18. That Branson, that succeeds. Bello's charisma is a 15. It's 15? Yeah. Okay, the book makes its case to you in plain, simple language. The book explains why you gotta wrap it up, dude. There's disease, there's kids, you're young, you're not ready. You think you're ready for that kind of, that kind of commitment? Or to No, just put, put a fucking condom on. Put a fucking condom, and then go nuts. Bello, uh, Bello, just from reading the back of this very persuasive back of the book puts it down and looks up and says to himself this justifies everything I've always done and will continue to do <laughs> yeah one of the quotes on the back of the book is from uh, uh, Belothion Garamiel student at Forbidden Zone <laughs> like, condoms rule um, so as you guys are looking through books you hear a strange sound you're not alone in here. You hear sort of a, a strange scurrying moving through uh, these piles of books. You can't see where it's coming from, but there's like a, a horrible scratching sound. How big does it sound, Bran? Um, that's a good question. It's 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 quiet and it's off in the distance at first, and it's getting louder and louder. Uh, it gets closer and closer and closer, and the sound is getting more 
and more and more ominous. And as it does, it started, it's echoing off of the walls and off these piles of books. And it's, it's, it's distorting the sound and you can't really, t- it's like a funhouse mirrors of like, you can't really see where you are, but it's, yeah. that's happening with sound. It's just like bouncing from one pile of books to the other. Everyone, there may be a disrespectful reader. No! DeBonesby jumps into Bella's arms, terrified. <laughs> it's okay, buddy. Albie's gonna withdraw her rapier. It gets louder and louder and louder. It's getting more and more and more ominous until finally the scratching and the scurrying stops. And in front of you, one of the piles of books begins to sway and sway before it's knocked over. And there before you stands Jerry Mentalgen. Ah! A 4'11 rat man with a sad look of quiet, defiant dignity on his little rat face. The camera pans down from his face slowly. Now we see his thick, furry neck. Now his sunken, patchy chest. Now his round, happy tummy. Finally, the camera pans down to the pelvis, revealing a completely bare crotch. (gasps) Oh my God. His tiny dick and balls flap proudly in the sourceless indoor breeze. He looks Bello dead in the eyes and smiles. Hello, Sensei. I knew you would return. What the- Jerry! Young Jerry, have you- Is it true? Yes. Doodoo goes in toilet. So do little pee-pee. And I am the one who put both in there, or something. Bello, while holding, still holding Freddy, bows deeply. What? Who is- this giant rat what the you... fuck oh oh this is our friend jerry we potty trained him while you guys were in jail well uh... no no we tried to potty train him so if i turns to jerry it looks like he potty trained himself he bows as well jerry smiles warmly at sir fries why if it isn't the songwriter himself the bard of all time, the man who wrote the song that I sing to myself every time I use a toilet. Wow. You people, you people have given me a gift. You didn't that day, but you started me down a joiny. I knew you had it within yourself. I knew. Jerry, it's so good to see you. How have you been keeping safe with all this mother going around? I hide. I've always hidden. Before, I had to, I was a rat man in a diaper. Nobody wanted to see me come around. And now, I'm a rat man with no diaper at all. But now I can see my wiener, and they don't want to <laughs> see that. So I have to keep hiding. I've stayed safe. I know, a secret, I know the secret paths of this city. I know the ins and outs. I know how to get anywhere. <gasps> Jerry, if you can take us to Mother, then we shall teach you about pants. Pants. You don't poo in them, but you pull them over where you like to go to poo with the, what you used to use to poo. He what puts a hand on your shoulder. He says, I'm a comfortable boy. I know all about pants. It is very <laughs> adorable that you think that somehow I didn't know about pants. I mean, I guess it's fair. I didn't know how to I didn't know how to not use a diaper. 
I mean, you did just say that. Now your new problem is that you you don't need a no, diaper. No, I know what pants are, but it's I know it is a look. I know what they are. But you can understand stir, why I made stir fry. No, no, stir no, fry. no, no, no. Stir fry's right. Stir fry's right. Stir fry. I wasn't clear. Usually, I have a little song <laughs> that explains everything, but I have moved beyond that. I'm not a song guy anymore, and I'm still getting adjusted to the real world with adults, big boys like you. I'm a comfortable boy. But That's I'm not a boy who wears pants. They don't make pants for rat men. What matters is you're comfortable. I am. And I owe you guys a boon. What do you need? You a boon? A boon, yeah. Do you know what a boon is? How many boons do you owe us? Uh, the one. I mean, what? Whoa, whoa, hold on. Do you owe us? I'm not trying to lowball you guys here. You guys helped. <laughs> you guys potty trade me. I am... I am a friend. You don't need to immediately negotiate. This isn't transactional. I don't know. I just, I actually don't know you. I haven't met you before, so I don't know. You don't know what I'm like. I don't know. know Cord, Cord, Jerry, Cord, Jerry, Cord, Jerry. Okay. Wow, there is something here. There is something here indeed. I noticed it too. There's tension between this one and me. Do you feel the same way? I actually almost always feel that way, and I don't feel it here. I'm so sorry. Abalone. (laughs) (laughs) Jerry, this is Cordelia. Cordelia, this is Jerry. Hi, Cordelia. It's nice to meet you, although I can tell we don't have a romantic future. Yeah, it's so great. That's fine. Very common reaction to me. That's okay. And who's this little booger? And yeah, Bello Bello holds Freddy out by the armpits and says, and this is Fred. (laughs) Did you guys all have a baby together and it didn't work and that's why it looks like that? Uh, not, oh, well, that's I not guess. who this is. Oh, so you did do that, but this is a separate thing? Kind yeah. of. For the first time this episode, Bello thinks of Peepus. <laughs> <laughs> we flash back now oh, to, uh, no. to Scrum South. Peepus is sitting alone at a table. <laughs> Motherfucker, it happened again. <laughs> it happened a goddamn again. I swear to God, these people, these people. And he looks at the camera. He says, "They have made an enemy of me for a second time. <laughs> I'm potentially going to kill them, or this might be it for me in the narrative. Literally, we'll see." We cut back. Well, at least he's a grown-up. He won't hold a grudge this time. <laughs> this is not our child. This is our leader and friend, Freddy. Hello, I have a tiny penis too. I'm going to try to put a condom on it next time I have intercourse. Oh boy, I just, I just feel like cord. Yeah, I know. I don't know. I can't. I won't. I don't have any. Hey, 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 it's cool. I can tell the group recently learned about condoms and now that's all they want to talk about. That's totally fine. Mm. He turns to Freddy and says, Ashante, it is an honor to meet you. Freddy uh, puts out his hand for a little kiss. Uh, he gives you like a little like rat, like just like licks all over the hand. It's like icky. <laughs> Ooh, baby. Thank you. Jerry, I'm so glad we ran into you. We're trying to send mother to heaven. What? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so mother? To get rid of her. Yeah. No, I know mother. You're trying to send her to heaven? Yeah. To end her. But she's bad. Mm-hmm. Well. Heaven's a reward. It, it's, it's, it's kind of a long walk, but the thing is, 
um, we would like to send her to hell, but we actually have to go to hell on other business. So okay, we don't... I'm going to stop you right there. I can tell this is a long walk. Yeah. yeah I don't got to go there. I trust you. I trust you guys more than anything. If you need help, I can help. If we're sending mother to heaven, I'll send mother to heaven with you. How can I help you? Jerry, we need you to guide us towards mother. For though we can follow our noses, this is a shift. These strange tunnels that uh, lie before us. Yeah, and we want to feed her a bunch of Bibles. Yeah, do you know where they keep the Bibles here? I do. I do know where they keep the Bibles. I built a little. Hey, come with me. Come with me. And he okay. leads, he scurries when he leads you to a back corner of this uh, of this book. It's this multiple stories, by the way. But this is a, we're on the first story. We're on the first. Yeah, it's story. like probably like six stories. It's about six. It's about yeah. six. Um, there's a nearby, there's like sort of a knoll, like covered in grass. Um, yeah. Uh, innocent of all wrongdoing. And it's, um, he uh, he leads you to a, to a back dark corner. And you see he's built sort of a little room for himself uh, made out of books. He goes, don't go inside of the room. Oh, okay. I'm telling you right now, don't go inside of the room. But the room is made of Bibles. Oh. oh. Uh, do you mind if we take them? No. For you guys, anything. Okay, but once we take them... The room will be exposed. I am familiar with how property works. Yeah, with the matter. I get it. I know how that, yeah, one thing leads to another. Okay, yeah, just... I know I wasn't potty trained, but I wasn't born yesterday. No, I know, Jerry. It's just if you don't want us to see the room. You're just going to see some poop and pee. (laughs) Okay, okay. And I'll be, like, kind of... Let's uh... just... We don't have to take all the Bibles. We can just take, like... Six Bibles, that'll do the trick. It's yeah. you know, it's it's you can it's take all the six same Bibles story. and the room won't be destroyed unless you take them from the bottom. Then Jerry, we will take Bibles from the top of your poop room walls. Strifi turns to Cordelia and looks at her hands and tries to sort of motion them together. Okay, she's holding the red tent, but she like tucks it under her armpit and then like mm-hmm. uh interweaves her fingers and ducks. Stirfry runs to her hands, leaps, and with one foot lands on those uh, on the palm of her hands, and then uses it to spring backwards like a diver or a gymnast, flipping over to grab two Bibles from the very top of the walls. Make an acrobatics roll. Gladly. Badass. Thirteen. Thirteen. Yeah. You go to grab two books from the very top. Of the he's I, it's some I don't it's a marvel of engineering I can't even describe it which is convenient because I wouldn't know how but he's built like a, a room and there's like a roof to this room that he's made of books freestanding books that are not interconnected I don't understand how they don't all fall down you grab two from the top but thirteen's not quite high enough you also just hit the top of it and you bring all of the top of the roof it's, the roof <laughs> just caves in and you're just covered in books oh I, I, oh oh. Oh, and then the now you've fallen down into the ground. Oh, it's gross. Oh, ah! Oh, oh, you landed. Oh, you're covered in Bibles and poop and pee. Oh, no. Albie's just hmm. gonna walk around and grab some of the untouched Bibles. You've got plenty of Bibles. You, yeah. If you guys needed six, you've got more than enough. Yeah, she's she's sticking them in her sack, and uh, she slings it over her shoulder, and she's like, "Okay, you guys ready?" Oh no! Yeah, no, keep on getting more Bibles, though. This sucks in here. Oh no! 
I'm covered in poop and pee, which I don't want. But I guess I better be here as you guys get all the Bibles that we need to start, Mother. Get as many Bibles as you can. I guess I will have to stomach being covered in poop and pee. Stir fry, we're good, man. We can go. No, no, don't do it on my behalf. We need more ammo to start, Mother. Keep on getting those Bibles. I'll just oh stay God. in here while you all get the Bibles, and I'm still here. Sir Fred, make a deception roll for the audience. Yeah. <laughs> Ooh. I mean. <laughs> you know, honestly, uh, uh, pal, that's a 24. 24? Listeners, Stir Fry is a man of his word. Everything he says is true. He wants them to get those Bibles, and he doesn't want to get in the way. He knows if he does, there's there's nothing untowards happening here. Stir Fry, there's nothing was awakened in Stir Fry here. He's not, like, getting off to this. This is simply just what's happening, and you can trust Stir Fry. Or my name isn't Branson Reese. <laughs> Wasn't it so funny when Cheddar said, I like this, because I'm here now, and I don't. So it's so funny that he said that. Cordelia, you should probably talk to him about that one, because now that I'm here, it's confirmed. I do not like poop and pee all over my little feathers. At this okay. point, everyone's gone. <laughs> yeah, yeah, at this everyone's point, Alfie has gathered all of the surrounding. <laughs> you guys are over by the front of the yeah, like yeah. The, the entrance and exit. Alby's uh, looking at a watch. And Jerry is standing there. He goes, so you, you guys need me to lead you to Mana? If you feel safe doing it. I don't. Oh, but it's not uh, a bad. No, no, no. But that's not a no. That's just letting you know it's a dangerous joining. <laughs> Can you give us any tips? Yeah, I'm gonna be going with you. I'm gonna lead you guys okay. there. Okay. Oh, you guys okay. body I... train me. I do anything for you guys. I die for you guys. Oh. Okay. Well, you might. The, well, it's fine. If I die, I die. The strongest bond between two people is a potty trainer and a potty trainee. I mean, I guess that's true. Tracks. Don't true. try to talk me out of this. I want to help you guys. Okay, okay. I, I just, uh. I'm not. Make him go first. Stir fry, are you ready? Oh, I'm ready when you all are, as long as you guys are ready. Let's yeah, give him I'm... 12 minutes to just do his thing, and then we'll, yeah. let's, we'll, we'll meet back here in 12, okay? VR training platforms like the one developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International are helping surgeons train over and over before operating on real patients. As you practice each skill, the muscle memory starts to develop. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. As you write your life story, you're far from finished. Are you looking to close the book on your job? Maybe turn a page in your career. Be continued at the Georgetown University School of Continuing Studies. Our professional master's degrees and certificates are designed to meet you where you are and take you where you want to go. At Georgetown SCS, the learning never stops, and neither do you. Write your next chapter. Be continued at scs.georgetown.edu slash podcast. Hello, listeners. It is I, Zoltar. Your wish to become big has been rejected. But instead, 
I'm going to tell you your future. I gaze now into my crystal ball. 24 hours into the future and look, you, you there, noble listener, you have subscribed to the rude tales of Magic Patreon. Look how happy you are. Why, your smile is a mile wide. Breaking your face. <laughs> Spirits, what else can this person look forward to as a member of the Rude Tales of Magic Patreon? Glad you asked. They will enjoy Rude Talks of Chatting, our chat show where we answer listener questions. Thanks to this, your spouse will find you ever more attractive. Unmarried? Don't worry. If you listen to rude talks of chatting, a spouse will fall right into your lap. Thank you, Jotar. Zoltim, anything else? Oh, why, yes, there is. Every Monday, there is a new original tarot card featuring a character from Rude Tales of Magic. And then, of course, the other audio properties where the cast members play different games. And a secret conversation show where Stir Fry and other characters from the show talk about different things they connect on, like the band Coldplay, or how colors are fun, or the city of Rome. The city of Rome? Is that a conversation with Ali Fisher? You're darn right. Ali Fisher, who writes and narrates sleep adventure mini-episodes. What about the Discord? Will members of the... Will, will people who join the Rude Tales of Magic Patreon, will they have access to an exclusive Discord? Yes, they'll be able to go to the Discord and and discuss talking about sandwiches with Ali Fisher and also Carly. Wow, that's an incredible deal. And it seems like every day the deal just gets better as more and more exclusive content drops into the Rude Tales of Magic Patreon. Yeah, 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 that's that's that is true. It does there is Am I right, boy? boys? I feel socially like we don't connect. No, it's true, it's true. That deal gets better and better, just like your spouse finds you more and more attractive. Do you guys not like me? I get the feeling that you two are friends outside of work. It's honestly just that, you know, we get along together in the office, but there hasn't really been much of an opportunity to connect outside. And he and I, well, we already knew each other from the softball team. We get coffee, and whenever we invite you, you say you're busy. I am busy. I have an active social life, so sue me. Rude tales of magic only on Patreon. And we're back. Jerry has actually led the group down through, there was an alternate little hole in the, in the book depository, and he led you down through that back into the sewers. The thing about Jerry is he didn't know that that was a toilet. You guys were all too tactful to tell him. <laughs> he, uh, you journey down through a toilet, down back into the sewers, and uh, Jerry is actually leading the way, and he's leading you guys to Mother. Uh, now, Albie, you're noticing that although you're, 
your nose is pretty finely tuned mm -hmm. and you've done a pretty good job of, of bringing you guys generally closer to mother. There are subtle, you come across some like four-way, six-way splits in the tunnels uh -huh. where it's tough to tell what's coming from where and Jerry's rat nose is guiding you guys perfectly. He is confidently moving you guys forward and everywhere you go, the further in you get, the better it's smelling. It's smelling better and better and better. And Jerry's up ahead. He's sort of, he'll run down a tunnel and come back, shake his head, and then run another direction. Um, Bran, is like, do, do the um, tunnels have any kind of blue glow to them or anything like that? More and more as you get further in. That's an incredible question. There's this sort of ambient blue uh, mm. glow that is, it's always, it always feels off in the distance. Okay. Bran, do you want to say always feel ambient? Out, what? Ambient. It's ambient? Mm -hmm. Yeah. I'm European. <laughs> <laughs> I support you. I support it. I, yeah. I'm sorry. I love it. It's ambiante. No, it's good. Now this can stay in. Now everyone can see. <laughs> now everyone will know that now I know, so they don't need to bother emailing me to tell me that I... And by the way, that email would make no sense. They would say, you're pronouncing it ambient. You should pronounce it ambient. I can't... I can't. This person sounds like they're taking ambient. Oh. oh dear. Anyway, he's up ahead and yes, it is getting bluer and bluer. Uh, but it always seems to be coming from off a little bit in mm. the distance. It's uh, not to pick on Allie just after getting picked on, but I once heard somebody say that living in Seattle, it always felt like there was an amazing party happening one party away from the one you were at. Holy shit. And it's that, I mean. That's rude. It's that. That's it's rude. that with blue. Uh, I am upset about recontextualizing my youth, but thank you. <laughs> I didn't fucking say. Oh, I did say it. I you guess I did. did say it, but I didn't have the thought. Oh, it's not my idea. It's somebody it came from somebody else. Anyway, he's up ahead, and yes, there's this sort of like there's this sort of ambient blue coming from uh, from up ahead. Freddy is hunched over, scowling and kind of like kicking at rocks, like uh, as as they're trudging through. This is, you know, maybe as they get through bits of sewer, he's kicking bits of poo poo. This is a sulking goblin. And he's, he, he keeps looking around to see if anybody's noticing how upset he is. And then he just keeps kicking. One of his kicks lands on Albie's sack of Bibles and she, like, <laughs> turns to look at him. Oh, Albie, you noticed my distress. Uh, what's, what's going on, Fred? I realized when we were leaving the, the book depository... I don't like read book no more. Uh, oh. Well, that's okay. I mean, we've been really busy. It's not like we have a ton of time to, like, read for recreation. I mean... Albie. Yeah? Is it because I lost my virginity? Is that why none of you read books? Oh, uh, no. No, I don't think so. Um... No, um, no, I think it's just like you're becoming a different person. That's all. You just, you changed. It's the first part I miss. Everything has been so much joy and pleasure. Oh, the pleasure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> I used to take such pleasure in the written word, especially ones that taught me magic shush, tricks. Shush, shush. Some books teach you magic. Albie realizes that uh, this is the first time, like, she, she'd completely forgotten about the below folk, and she 
she's scanning Freddy as if she could see it glowing through him. Um, oh, so you just, you're not interested in any magical books anymore? No, I don't think so. I think I'm just interested in other stuff now. Like trying out condoms for the first time. We gotta, I'm sorry I brought up the condom thing. I just, <laughs> we gotta, we gotta stop talking about it. Like I don't, you know, we might die today and I don't want it to be the last thing we talked about as a group. Okay. I'm also interested in uh, food. Uh-huh. <laughs> yes. <laughs> sir, sir, sir Fry is immediately right next to him. Yes, Freddy? You want a meal? You want a dish? You want a meal? You want a dish? Freddy, yes, I, I love delicious things. Uh, Freddy, I think you're just, you know, you were... Not to be rude, but your brain was kind of all you had before. And now you have a body and, like, you know it feels nice and it's exciting. That's true. That's true. But why must I sacrifice something to get it? Oh, Freddy. That's what sacrifices were all about, baby. We can't all have one thing at once. We gotta give and take. And then, cosmically, we are given. Well, I think that sucks rat farts. No offense, sir. None taken. Um, but, uh, uh, well, I, uh, I don't know how to say this, so I'll just point in this direction. Look what's happening up there. And before you, you see the glow of blue has gotten stronger and stronger. And before you stand two paths. Ooh. Guarding the way are two <gasps> dwarves with glowing blue fungal growths spurting out of their heads at such jaunty angles. One of them steps forward. Greetings! I am Balbor, willing slave to mother and guardian. Both of their heads drop. And then they look back up at you slowly their eyes glowing blue. They both speak in perfect unison. Hello. Mother here. <gasps> I saw you on the edge of town, and I felt you within me like a disease. I've been expecting you. Oh. But first, a puzzle. <laughs> no! <laughs> Fuck! Yes, you know how I love games. Down one of these paths lies the nest. No! And me. Down another lies certain death. But which is which? Albie takes Cordelia's hand. Yeah, Cordelia grips back. The two men before you know the way. But I've altered their brains so that one always lies and one always tells the truth. For real this time. Oh. You have to actually solve the puzzle this time. Tripping up a clown isn't solving a puzzle. <laughs> the group is allowed one question total. Not one each. None of that bullshit. How many boons? No, that's nope. a question! Shit! No, I'm not going to dick you around. <laughs> Thank you, mother. Are they, but... You have to play the game. 
Oh, and one more thing. What tunnel would the other say is the death tunnel is off the table? Can't ask that one. Too easy. Good luck. And at that, the blue fades from their eyes and they look at you, nodding. Uh, uh, Jerry, do you... Can you smell anything? I mean, it's, it's, it's overwhelming. It just smells... Everything smells good and clean. I don't know which is which. I wish I could help you. I really do. I mean, it would be it would be so narratively satisfying if I could just give you the answer, but I can't. <laughs> um, she won't let us ask the question. That's the answer to the riddle, like the actual answer to the riddle. Oh gosh! No, I mean, it seems like you got to figure something else out. Well, that stinks. Okay, so one one is oh, so one path leads to the nest. And one path leads to certain death. What if we ask one of them if they love mother, uh, right? Isn't that a thing? Like they're all compelled to like really be into it. And if the the lying one would say no. Yeah, but then we don't get to ask them any more questions. Oh, farts. Uh, he, looks, he looks at Jerry again. Again, no offense. Oh, none was taken. I'm not a, when you say rat stuff. And then you say, no offense. I'm not offended, but I appreciate it. When you say farts and then no offense, I don't even know what to make of that. I fart like anyone else, a normal amount. It's just that I used to do it in a diaper. Oh, I see. I've misunderstood part of your deal. Christopher Hastings did not, though. (laughs) (laughs) We very clear. That That was a character's decision. Not an inconsiderate cast member. Never. Amazing. Ah, okay. Uh, Albie is just kind of rubbing her temples and she's trying to think, what's the perfect question for them? Branson, can you just, just so I'm super clear, are they each standing, are they each standing in front of a different path? Yes. Okay. Balbor, the one who spoke, yes. is standing to the left. And Alex, the dwarf who did not speak yet, although Mother spoke through him, but he didn't speak independently, yeah. he's standing to the right. I mean, gosh, Freddie, I do like the idea of being able to tell which one is the liar. I just don't know how to do that with only one question. <laughs> well, perhaps... And, we, and we, we not only have to tell which one is the liar... We also have to we also have to figure out the right way to go, right? We can't we don't just have to figure out the liar. Right. Uh can we I'll be like huddles with the group. Um can we just like do we have to deal with the two of them? Can we figure it out without them? Are they going to Albi that's a great point. I'm glad we're finally on the same page. Stir-fry not... breaks the huddle. Stir-fry! And turns around, um, and then suddenly the crossbow is in his hand. Stir-fry! He rushes up to Alex and puts the crossbow right at his head. Whoa, 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 whoa. Please, please, please kill me. I want to die. My <laughs> name isn't Alex. <laughs> <laughs> Well, well, well. <laughs> Surfy turns to the group. See? Look at that. That's all we needed. All we hey, needed. Hey. hey, Balbor. Which way? Yes, I'm Balbor. Which which way is the way to the nest? 
Ah, the one that Alex is standing in front of is the one that leads to the nest. But can you trust me? <laughs> he strokes his chin theatrically. <laughs> Oh my god. I feel good. I feel good. What do we think? I mean, I feel sure, but I don't feel good. Yeah. Even stir fry can be smart twice a day. It's okay. We give we give up the we give up the opportunity to answer riddle and we gain the opportunity to go the right way. It all works out. Um stir fry starts walking uh past Balbor in that direction. No. No, no, no wait. No. <laughs> he dies. What? Cordelia grabs the back of his uh, coat. Yeah. <laughs> his jean jacket? What is he wearing? Like his North up. Face. <laughs> <laughs> she grabs the back of his basketball uniform. <laughs> yeah, she grabs his clothing. No! Oh, right. Sorry. I got uh, consumed with the thrill of the kill. My bad. Let's go. Stirfry walks in the down the other tunnel. I, and he looks back at Albie and makes eye contact. Yeah, Albie's Albie's on his heels. Yeah, you're walking down the tunnel I think is safe, but can you trust me? <laughs> okay, bye. Bye-bye. Uh, uh, Cord, you're going to want to wash that hand. Yeah, what was he? What is that? You see, Albie, I get it. I get that you don't want to do the dirty deed all the time, and maybe I'm wrong to push you, but come on. It's the right way to go. We have to we have to stoop to uh, unsavory methods to get what we need. You know that. I thought you'd know that by now. But you didn't stoop. You tricked them. That's not the same thing. Do you really think it's the same thing? Yes, because they knew I was willing to do it. I mean, I just, I don't agree with you, Stir Fry. I feel like we're finally on track to do something right. And and I wouldn't have been happy to stand by and watch you kill Alex. Uh, look, I... Albie, I admire you. You do? Yes. You're very passionate. And you really do believe in the things you believe. And I admire that. And I, look, maybe I'm, Stirfry sort of, uh, Stirfry's shoulders relax for a moment, and his neck sort of uh, stops hunching and moves up a little bit. Maybe I've been trying to make you a little more like me, because I thought you could do it, but also because it felt good to know that I could get someone like you to see things my way. And I don't know if... Uh... Before you can finish your sentence, Stirfry, a large, glowing blue muscular valve, Ugh. eight feet tall in front of you, opens up. And all of you are bathed in a tidal wave of blue light. Welcome to the nest. Brilliant blue and indigo light bathes this massive four-story chamber from within, illuminating countless organic growths and structures that pulsate and throb ominously. Enormous roots and tendrils jut out of the soft earth, colored impossibly rich in deep cranial blues that sparkle like distant galaxies. 
Seemingly infinite cobwebs of cerulean varicose veins faintly illuminate the fleshy walls surrounding you on all sides. You can just make out the shadows of the city outside through the skin of the structure, like light through an eyelid. All around the walls crawl small, misshapen beings that look designed by a toddler god reaching its omnipotent hand into a crate of genetic Legos. Misshapen as the creatures are, they all have a certain logic to them. They seem to have once been halflings, pulled apart and put back together infinitely. Some are towering, almost fullings? <laughs> Others are small and devious, with bizarre combinations of dullness and hate in what you gotta assume are their eyes. They want to move towards you, but they're kept in check by an unseen force. Towering above you in the center of the chamber stands the glowing blue heart mother, four times the size she was when you last met. She radiates shimmering blue light in all directions, baptizing all of you in a gentle wash of blue. Bello, you look the same. <laughs> <laughs> Albie um, hugs Stirfry. She's terrified. Stirfry receives a hug. I mean, his left arm pulls her closer while his right arm uh, uh, grips onto his crossbow. So the premise, Bello, is they all have their period at the same time. <laughs> right, and it, but it's sort of, it's more than that, right? Because it's like they, through that shared experience, they, they forge bonds, right? Mother beats and throbs uh, in front of you. You can hear now, you couldn't before, but you can hear a, like a, a, a massive pulsating as, as, as mother beats in front of you. And as she does, uh, blue liquid is pushed through all of the veins and arteries, and you can see it's a, you're inside of a living organic being as this, this blue blood pulsates throughout the entire structure, and the structure, it pulsates and it, it beats with mother. And as she beats, you hear her voice cleanly in all of your heads say, Well, hello. It looks like you solved the riddle. Hello, Mommy. Interesting. You're not the same as you were the last time I saw you. All of you have changed in ways physical and emotional. You've changed too. Yes, I'm quite a bit bigger now. I owe De Bonesby that favor. Oh, you heard him into big chicks, huh? No, Freddy. <laughs> Delightful. This is new. You have a sense of humor now. I don't remember that from the last time. Albie uh, starts, like, sort of absently fumbling for the, like, a Bible in the in the sack. She's frozen to the spot. Or, like, her, her legs have turned to jelly. She's, uh, she can't conceive of the size of this thing. Stirfry follows her hand and grabs the Bible himself. He opens it up and reads... Uh, um, uh, afterward, he appeared to the eleven themselves as they were reclining at table, and, and he rebu rebuked them for their unbelief and hardness of heart, because they had not believed that uh, those who saw him after he had risen. And, and he said to them, Go into all the world and proclaim the gospel to the whole of creation. Whoever believes is baptized and will be saved, but whoever does not believe will be condemned. Stirfry, let me stop you right there. That's very passionate and compelling speech that you're you're giving me right now, and I, I like what I'm hearing, but I have a question. Why are you here? 
Me or us? We, we are here. All of you, why are you here? We've... I saw you on the outskirts of town. You know I can't leave the soaking mother. Why didn't you just walk around? What do you really want? Mother, we've read this book. We have gone through adventures upon adventures since we saw you, and you have done us the most wrong, which means because of this book, you are the person, you are the thing, you are the creature that we most need to forgive and teach you the way of forgiveness and teach you the way of the Lord. This book, Mother, it changed us. And I know, we know, it can change you. We have risked life and limb to walk through your city. We could have died at any moment. But we want to forgive you and show you the path to forgiveness. That's the only reason we're here, Mother. Make a deception roll. Well, that means 22. There is a long pause. So I see you guys got religious. I actually like since we parted, like I actually would like joined a faith and actually Oh yes, yep. Yes, we have all been saved. It's so interesting. You meet somebody and you get to know them and then you go on your separate ways. Maybe that person kills you. Maybe that person accidentally plants you. But then they come back and they're not the same person that they were before. You guys are all religious now. Right on. <laughs> if that works for you, that works for you. I just, honestly, I can't see how there would be any space in heaven for a sinner such as myself. I can scarce imagine it. Uh, repent and thou shall be saved, right? Uh, yes. Brother Surfray? Yes. I, do you know the things I have done? I have. Oh, he's done so much. I have oh, yeah. killed. I have lied. I have deceived. I have cheated. I have. He turns to Albie. Corrupted. Uh, and and yet and yet. God of Cord, the God, the God of Cordelia, sh shined His light upon me, and now I am saved too. Well, I could save you. I'm familiar with Christian God, but he, and it's a he, by the way, oh, yeah. deals in abstracts. I don't. I deal in reality. I could change all of you and make you as you once were. But see, Mother, you're not a god. No. You have to humble yourself before God. That's going to be a little difficult. I'm Mother. Frederick. Eh? I could take that booger stuff off of you. I could restore you your dignity, your wisdom, your thirst for knowledge. Prolapse. Goatsy. I can release you from your prison. Albira. Uh, I can bring your hand back. I can bring your horn back. I can bring Casper back. Don't, don't lie. No, I can very much bring Casper back in a concrete and real way. Hey, how do you know about Casper? The soil remembers. Bello. Eh? 
I could turn the volume in your brain down for you. <laughs> uh, what? What? I could return you to the blissful simplicity you didn't know you were enjoying. No, it. It's it, faded. It's good. All the gray areas. I like them. <laughs> the nuance. Very rare reaction to that. I can spin now. <laughs> Show me. Bello spinulates. <laughs> All right, well, Bello, you seem like a non-starter. <laughs> Stir-fry. I could make it so you don't remember your sins. Cordelia. I can assess your genes and recreate your own parents from scratch. A father with a working brain and heart. A mother with a face and feet that never walk away. I could do that for you. Am I not God? Well, obviously you're not, because you don't have any offers for me. A god doesn't, like, offer salvation to, like, four out of five. A god... a god could god. I mean, you seem fine. You seem to like where you are. What more would you want? Lady, I've met gods, I've killed gods. You ain't a god. Wow, okay. Okay, but... 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 but like, I've been are... nothing but hospitable to you. I'm a just group saying. of people who killed me. They're pretty good offers from anybody. It, you don't have to be a god to be powerful and nice. And maybe, and like Freddy kind of calls for a little huddle, like, maybe we just see what we can get out of mommy and then we do the, uh, the Christian uh, conversion plan. Eh, have it both ways. I'm tired of giving things up. Freddy, no. The goal is not to become who we were, but to forgive who we are now. There is no path to growth and, and rejecting the change that we've already been given. And Freddy, remember, she can, she can talk all she wants, but all she's offering is a blue growth on your head. Look at everybody in town. It's not so bad. We're huddling. You won't hurt anymore. You don't have to. Well, look, you're huddling in my domain. I can hear you. <laughs> You'll have a blue growth, sure, but you won't notice it. You won't hurt. You won't have to worry about choice. All those horrible choices, where have they gotten you? Down here with me. You won't have to worry about that ever again. But what do you say to this, mother? And Bello is going to grab one of the Bibles from Albie, and he's going to flip to an early page. He thinks mother is this powerful being. He thinks maybe some Old Testament will do the trick. So he opens to an early page, and he reads... We suggest loosening the binding of your new Bible by gently pressing on a small section of pages at a time. <laughs> That's really good. Oh, man. Albie can't even hear Bella right now. All she hears is the infernal beating of Mother. It's crowding out her brain. She can't hear her own thoughts. She reaches out, grabs the Bible from Bella, and throws it at Mother. So you, uh, I need you to make an attack roll on Mother. You're aiming just at, like, the main body of Mother? Yeah. 18. 18? Yeah. That's incredible. So Mother is an extremely powerful entity, as you guys know, and you've dealt with her before. But she is a heart. She is an exposed heart. The AC on an exposed heart barely exists. 18 <laughs> absolutely hits. The Bible hits Mother, and it is... Uh, it is it, begins to dissolve it is it is absorbed into mother mm. mother 
she says, what, what are you, if, if, if anyone sins and does what is forbidden in any of the Lord's commands, even though they do not know it, they are guilty and they will be held responsible. Surely the righteous will never be shaken. They will be remembered forever. A good man brings good things out of the good stored up in his heart, and an evil man brings evil things out of the evil stored up in his heart for the mouth to speak what the heart is full of. And at that, she begins shaking and shaking, and these veins and these arteries begin to pulsate. And uh, from out of them, little uh, little halflings begin walking out, but they look a little different ah! than before. They walk out, and this one, you notice now as they're getting closer to you, it's Pipsy. It's Pipsy and Strong Pepsi are all of these. They've been they've been taken and they've been reorganized. And a Pipsy Pepsi walks out of you, and he's got a tucked-in white shirt. His hair is parted cleanly uh, to the side. He's wearing penny loafers um, and and little uh, short dress pants. And he looks up at you and says, "This poor man called, and the Lord heard him. He saved him out of all of his troubles." And another, a large Strong Pepsi emerges out of one of the arteries and says. Now faith is confidence in what we hope for and assurance about what we do not see. Uh, and this had more and more, these more and more like religious Pepsi and strong Pepsis begin uh, emerging from the chambers. And as they do, um, you you look around and you can see as all of the different sort of like misshapen uh, homunculi of Pepsi and, and strong, they're scurrying around and they're beginning to wither and die as more and more of these clean church going, um, very just like they just freshly brushed teeth Pipsy and Strong's begin emerging uh, from the vines, and as they do, uh, from the veins, and as they do, you can see suspended up above you, far up in the chamber. It was easy to miss. Is an uh, ancient, elderly halfling, which is sort of he's held in place by uh, by veins. We call this. What's going on? Albie kind of snaps out of it. Um, how far up is this halfling? He's probably, so it's four stories high total. He's probably dangling, he's dangling from veins, just loose veins that have wrapped him up in sort of like spider web. And he's probably about three stories up, about 30 feet up in the air. <sighs> What's going on down there? I, are you okay? <laughs> Am I ever okay? No, I'm stale Pepsi. I'm older than my dad. <laughs> Albie's like scanning the room. Is there is there like a way up? Like, could, can she like climb the veins or, or like, is there a way for her to like? You can certainly try. There is a web of veins that are connected to him. She's gonna try to to make her way up to him. So I'm gonna need you to make an athletics roll. Thirteen. Thirteen. You're getting there, and you're getting, and you're climbing, but the veins are pulsating, and a blue liquid is just like shooting through them, and it's creating these new Pipsies and these new Strongs. And one, uh, it seems to be a Strong. It's a big one. It's like <laughs> it's it's pulsating through one of the veins, and it knocks you off, and you fall about ten feet down to the ground. <laughs> yeah, she lands right on her back. It knocks the wind out of her. And he's calling to you. He goes, "Hey, hey, don't kill the Pipsies. Don't kill the Strongs. Just don't don't hurt them." Don't, they're good boys. What? They're my brothers. What is she doing to you? I don't know. I think she's, I don't, she's, I don't know. It feels bad in here. I wouldn't, I, I, I mean, if you want to know my whole backstory, uh. she, I, I wouldn't, cons I wouldn't consent to the head thing. And so she, she kept me up here and she said she's trying to starve me out until I get the head thing. I'm not doing it. Fuck her. Oh, this guy rules. Well, we might as well put him out of his misery, right? Stir fry, no. Come on! 
No! Mother's continuing to glow and pulsate, and the blue is getting lighter and lighter and lighter as she does. It's a paler and paler blue. White light is beginning to uh, emanate from her as, uh, as she continues to pulsate faster and faster as she says, But even if you should suffer for what is right, you are blessed. Do not fear their threats. Do not be frightened. God is spirit, and his worshippers must worship in the spirit and in the truth. Um, Albie gets up again and she's, she, she's trying to find a way to cut him down. She, um, how many, like, how many, uh, uh, Pepsis are, like, in this chamber? Uh, hundreds. Hundreds? Okay. Yeah. Um, Albie's gonna reach for her rapier and try to fling it to sever the, the webbing containing stale Pepsi. That's going to be a really tricky shot, okay? That's 30 feet up in the air with a rapier that you're throwing. Yeah. So you're going to need to make a, um, Jesus Christ, that, well, I don't even, that's a, uh, I don't even know what kind, I mean, that's a dexterity roll. Bellow's going to run over to Albie, and he's going to place a hand on her shoulder and saying, you got this. And as he does, he charges her and casts jump. Albie's thigh muscles feel coiled like springs. She can she can tell there's like a buoyancy to how she's moving even without jumping. She turns to Cordelia and says, Give me an alley-oop! Cordelia weaves her fingers together and drops down to one <laughs> knee, ready to alley-oop. Albie runs towards her, hops lightly onto her hands, and tries to fling herself up into the air. Yeah, Cordelia stands, and the uh, uh, extraordinary uh, cakiness of her thighs just, like, launches Albie into the air. Yo, somewhere Arkrum gets a nosebleed. He's not even listening. <laughs> uh, yeah. you, uh, you fling her up. Can you make a strength roll for me? Oh, thank you for asking. Yes, I'd love to. 18. 18. 18. You throw her 18 feet into the air. Albie, in addition to the 18 feet, you get your triple jump. Amazing. Albie, she's moving so fast through the air. Her body whips around like a coin being tossed. And she uh, she reaches with one hand for stale Pepsi. And with the other hand, she has her rapier at the ready. Make an acrobatics roll. If that's not an acrobatics roll, I don't know what is. Eh, probably circus stuff. <laughs> I stand corrected. 19! Whoa! 19! Albie, you do it. Yeah! You tell me what happens. It's up to you. You got a 19. You're the DM. <laughs> Amazing. She She's whipping through the air, but somehow she's... I, maybe it's her monk training. She has total control of her limbs as she readies her rapier with one hand, with the other, reaching out to grab hold of the veins containing stale Pepsi. And then at the- Oh God, here it comes, they're gonna kill me. And then at the top of her arc, just as she's flipped her last flip, she slashes cleanly at the veins. What? You missed, you missed, I know, you were an ally all along. As he falls, falls 30 feet down, and he lands in a sea of Strongs and Pepsis who are just being, they're being churned out at at an alarming rate. These just like these ready for Sunday school strongs and pipsies that are just coming out saying like I can't wait to make a clay cross in Sunday school class. I'm, I'm digging deep into my own experience with Sunday school. <laughs> 
the top of each of the Pepsi's heads, uh, uh, we can see the feet of stir fry running on top of them, jumping from each one to each one to get to Stale. He leaps, grabs Stale, picks him up by the scruff of his neck, <laughs> and then rushes towards Mother. Uh, and Mother is just continuing to... She is like a million miles away right now as she is in, internalizing all of this, this years of Christian like writing and theology as she says, Give proper recognition to those widows who are really in need. Hmm. Seems like a really specific one. Uh, okay, here's a better one. For in the gospel, the righteousness of God is revealed, a righteousness that is by faith from first to last, just as it is written. The righteous will live by faith. Uh, Sturfry turns back. Mother is saved. Now all we have to do is kill her. That little freak poop has killed her, and this withered freak with no... Uh, with no nutrients, nothing inside him at all, he'll destroy her too, and we'll kill them both, and then we'll get scrum north, and she'll be go dead and go to heaven, and everyone gets everything they want. He turns and looks, he's, Well, good luck, I guess. I'm sure this'll be the last murder you ever commit. I'm sure you'll turn co totally clean after this. I mean, it's, 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 if it's all for the good, if, all, if it's all for the right reasons, I mean, come on. I mean, she actually believed that we were forgiving each other. <laughs> He just, he looks at you and he knows you're full of shit. You can't lie to the elderly. <laughs> uh, but you move, you're standing, you're right next to mother. You can feel as the, the light from her, it's, 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 getting, uh, it's getting less and less blue and more and more. It is just a, a, a bright, almost blinding white light. You guys have dark vision? Well, you're fucked. It's, it's bright light now. <gasps> it's Oh, so you got night vision on? Uh-oh, what happens when you turn the lights on? Fuck you. <laughs> it's, it's, just, it's so bright. It's so white. Uh, the the light is just like it is just a, a a white light emanating from inside of Mother as she is saved. Stale looks at you, stir fry, and he says, uh, "Do what you gotta do." Albie is dangling from the veins up high, and she's just her grip is slipping. She can't she can't hang on, and the light is blinding her. She starts calling out for help. Help! Someone catch me! Albie. You have jump power. You can land from farther up. What? Let go. <laughs> Albie lands harmlessly on the ground. Okay, okay. Albie, I'll catch you. Thank you. Albie is going to let go and free fall. Bello moves to catch her, but really he he's going to let the ground do most of the work because he knows Albie can handle it when she's when she has jump powers. So he just sort of like holds his hand up and he's just sort of like guiding her in. <laughs> like letting a plane land. Yeah. It's it's like he's catching a little kid in a pool, you know? He doesn't have to do all the he doesn't have to do all the work. Albie, you land gently, harmlessly in Bello's arms. <laughs> where is he? Where did he land? Stale? Yeah, where is he? Stirfry's got him. Don't worry. No! Uh, the walls of this enormous structure begin to shake and hum and rattle as uh, as the, this white light coming from inside of Mother gets uh, stronger and stronger and stronger. And she is just spewing out Pipsies and Strongs now, these clean little church boys. They're just being shot out like a, a, like a fucking Gatling gun, just shooting them in all directions. Cordelia, you take a Pipsy, you take three Pipsies to the shoulder, you're knocked down backwards. Uh, uh, Freddy, you are uh, a, a strong, comes shot at you like a bowling ball. Uh, it hits you in the head and knocks you over. There are just 
there's a sea of these boys just like getting bigger and bigger and bigger. You can't even see the ground anymore. Jerry reaches up a hand. He's getting swallowed up. He's struggling for air. He's struggling to breathe. He's getting swallowed up in these pimpsies and strong as Mother begins to shake and vibrate. Bello pulls Jerry up. <gasps> Sensei, I got you, Jer. Freddy tries to cast a spell, but he's too covered in big, burly Pepsi to do, to move his hands, his arms and all. He can't even talk because they're just pressed into his face. It's like luck of the draw. There's just like all these strongs are all over. You didn't get any Pepsis, goddammit. It's all strongs over you. Just like all, all just saying uh, shit of like, Oh, the blood of the lamb, we're washed clean. Onward, Christian soldiers. <laughs> Albie is trying to forge her way through the sea of Pepsi's trying to reach Stir-Fry, but she can't do it. They're, they're overtaking her. Stir-Fry, don't do it, please! It's okay, Albie. Don't worry. We know a fucked up little guy is going to destroy Mother just like a fucked up little guy destroyed her last time. And this malnourished little guy, it won't be on your hands. It won't be on anyone's hands. It will just be me. Stir-Fry... We're doing this to save the Soaking Valley. We don't need to take more lives. We'll find something else that Mother can't tolerate. There's another way. There's gotta be. No, Bello, you're all thinking too normal. There's no end to the dangers. We're gonna have to keep killing. I just, ah, I thought you could all get it. I thought you all accepted that my fucked up little brain is helping you. My fucked up little brain is saving us. My Ah, I'm fucked up. I'm the fucked up one. Fuck. It's me. Stripfry throws Stale onto the forward momentum <gasps> of the wave of Pepsis. He raises up his arms Stir-fry. and falls backwards. Stirfry! Stirfry! What's Stirfry doing? I can't see. No, 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 no! Elby's trying to make it through. She's trying to make it through the Pepsis. She's trying to reach him. Stir-fry. You fall backwards. There's a short moment of resistance as you hit the skin of the heart before it finally gives way. It burns worse than your brain can even register, but you only feel it for a second before the nerve endings in your back and neck and wings are all burned away. You see your friends calling out to you before your eyes melt into the stuff they fill lava lamps with and they disappear. For one beautiful moment, you can see the entire soaking mother as one unified living organism as you connect with it. You are it, it is you. For just a moment, all that's left is your beak. The beak opens, and out is the sound of a foghorn. For everyone else, the sound around you is deafening, all around you, as every Pipsy opens its mouth. Every strong opens its mouth and makes the same sound of a foghorn. The entire town makes the sound of a foghorn. People on the street stop what they're doing, drop their books, drop their, their vegetables, and they open their mouths as a chorus of foghorns rises up into the air. Their head growths explode and they blink. 
That was Ali Fisher as Cordelia, Carly Minardo as Albie, Christopher Hastings as Frederick de Bonesby, Joe Lapore as Bello, Branson Reese as Everything and Everyone Else, and Tim Platt as Stirfry. Rude Tales of Magic is produced by Bucket of Milk. Edited and sound designed by Kodiak Sanders, with additional sound design from Michael Gelfie and Taylor Moore. And special thanks to Tyler Button and Sydney and Benjamin Paul, and our big freak, Christina Lopez. That was a HeadGum Podcast.